Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. The last Thursday in the month of September, which is really crazy when you think about it because we've only got October, November, and December left before we get to New Year's. But I don't want to think about that yet because there's a lot of really good stuff coming up between now and the end of the year. It's going to be a jam-packed three months if you think about it. If you're a sports fan, my oh my. I mean... Obviously, NFL and college football every week. We got the Breeders' Cup around the corner. We got the MLB playoffs. And I think we're going to start right there with Major League Baseball because yesterday we saw something really special. A few days before that, we saw something extraordinarily special. Of course, I'm talking about 700 home runs, talking about 61 home runs. These are sacred numbers. In American sports, sacred numbers in baseball, of course. Probably the most coveted statistical, you know, a sports accomplishment that you could have in this country. Because, look, if you think about it, baseball has been the same from the beginning. It's not like basketball or, okay, we would need more scoring. Let's put a three-point line in. Okay, we need, you know, uh, more defense. Let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. You know, same thing with the NFL in terms of how receivers are covered. Baseball's been the same outside of this whole like shift, take it on or off type argument that we've recently had. Baseball's been the same. And these stats are really, really meaningful like in any other sport. And I know if you're a baseball fan, like my man Pop DiBiase is, my man Jamil, then yesterday and last week with Pools and with Judge, it was really, really meaningful. And it touches each person in a very, very different way. I'm a Yankee hater, Pop. But but I, I was happy for Judge because I think he is a great guy to kind of like have that mantle of being the American League home run champion. And probably the Major League home run champion in the eyes of many. But technically the AL home run champ. Let's start with him before we get to pool holes. Just give me your raw impressions. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike. Um, I just think that it's incredible that we were able to have that happen in baseball this year, that we had a 700 home run hitter probably the only time a lot of us is going to – this is the only time a lot of us are going to probably be able to see this again because it's going to take another 50 years for them to get back to that point, you know, when the robots get out there playing and shit. So, I'm sorry, I'm playing and stuff. So, pretty much uh, – <laughs> You know, you, we're not gonna have that. That that. Well, you possibly could get somebody hit seven home runs, possibly Judge at some point, but he didn't come up as a 19 year old or anything like that. Pujols came up very early in his career, so the 700 was remarkable because you knew it was gonna happen, and it's remarkable because it happened where it started, and it's remarkable because it happened in a place that actually showed Albert that he still had it. Because he was thrown away by the Angels. The Dodgers picked him up and literally put him, treated him like the legend he was. They weren't treating him like a legend in Anaheim. 
And I think that story is golden to his MLB life. And I think that he's put himself in the top. I know he's the greatest player, the, the one of the greatest players of the 2000s, if not the greatest, one of the greatest player of the 2000s. You know what I mean? All in, in general. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? Our hitter. We can't say greatest player because he played first base. First base is kind of – I played first base. First base is a very safe position. But you got to be pretty good at it as well to to keep that position as well. People don't understand how 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 versatile the first baseman truly needs to be. But I think that Judge is a different case because it's the Yankees. And the Yankees always feel like they own the record. You know what I mean? They, they're not going to ever give – McGuire and Sosa the love because oh our guys did it and they weren't on rights and you know they're never gonna get Barry the love you know this you know it's just because they don't like Barry but I like I told I talked to my father earlier and I said that Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter in my lifetime I don't care what they say I don't care what they think I don't care what they're mad about we all know Barry is the best okay well, let's get it get over that all right because thing is. You, it doesn't matter what they did. It always shows up on the field who the best players are. There's a bunch of guys who did uh, steroids. Hit 50 home runs this season, came back and never hit more than 15 after that. You know what I mean? Once they had to get off the juice. So I think that this was big, but it didn't help baseball in the sense to where, okay, we got to be watching baseball. It wasn't like Sammy and Mark. You know what I mean? It should have been, but still, I just think that the way the sports world works nowadays, you guys are treating baseball and, and our beloved horse racing and boxing like they're at the senior citizen home. And you only want to go see them when it's pageantry time to see them when it's their birthday. And their birthdays are, say, the biggest fight of the year in May and the, the, the Breeders' Cup and the World Series. I don't think that's fair to three great sports. But all in all, though, beautiful moment in baseball. And I think that it's going to go in. It's going to make baseball viewership go up as we watch the playoffs this year as well, too. Great point. I think the playoffs are going to be – I mean, because you have both of the milestone record holders that are going to be in the playoffs, too. So I think that's that's pretty cool, right? You got Judge and and Pujols. Both on two teams that are that are pretty good, that are that are pretty hot, and both legendary franchises. You know, you you mentioned this is probably going to be the only time anybody any of us ever gets to see seven hundred. I would agree with you. I think if somebody is going to do it, it's going to be a non-American, and the reason that I say that is because of the money. Now, why why do I say because of the money? Because the money that these guys are getting paid now is very different than in any other, you know, generation really, where the gap between the MLB contracts and the average American is as wide as it's ever been. You know, it's unfathomable for anybody, any of us to to, to think about, you know, getting a four hundred million dollar contract to do our job for the next twelve years. It's just not even you can't even wrap your head around it, right? And so what we've seen lately in all of sports are guys, you know, kind of like Andrew Luck and and Megatron and guys like that who, hey, they've made some pretty good money and they retire. 
why why uh why why risk it type mentality well you could do that when you're getting paid tons of money and where you know what's another you know 100 million going to be if you're already got 400 million you could never spend all the money in your lifetime anyways right whereas that and i think that's maybe the american mindset whereas i think a lot of these guys that come from the dominican or maybe even that come from like japan and stuff i think they revere baseball and the records in a very different way a lot of the guys that come from the Dominican or Puerto Rico or Venezuela are, um, they come from pretty poor backgrounds, right? And uh, they idolize baseball. It's truly their dream. They probably talk about, you know, with their, with their you know, when they're in bed, they're, then their brother sleeps in the same room. They're probably talking about the records and who's got them and all that kind of stuff with the lights off. They're dreaming about baseball. And so I think once they get there, they don't want to let it go. And that's why you see guys like Beltre and Pools play basically until they can't. So it's just it just a gut feeling, it's just a theory. But I think if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be a non-American pop. Um, and I don't care who does it. I'm just saying I, I kind of think that because of the dollar amounts, you know, it's tough to get a dude to play for 20 years, you know, when he's made that kind of money. Now I want to go to Judge for a quick second. Um First of all, it couldn't have happened to, to nicer guys. And I think they're very well-deserving, both Judge and, and Albert Pujols. They're guy, easy guys to root for. The thing I was going to say about the 61 and you're saying the Yankees weren't going to let anybody else have that record. I get that. It's their record, and it is only going to be broken by one of them. <laughs> right? I mean, that that's exactly how they wanted it scripted. And they were going to make it fit that narrative, no matter what, most likely. But with right. that, but with that said, let me let me just say one more thing, real quick, which is this. So, if you talk to anybody that's actually used PEDs, what they'll tell you is it doesn't make you a better hitter, right? You know, like a lot of the guys at the gym. Right now, you pull somebody out; he's not going to be able to hit a ninety-nine mile an hour fastball. So it's not going to make you hit the ball. It's not going to make you a better hitter. But what what a couple of people told me that are users is this. That when you're using PEDs, you could play a double header today and wake up tomorrow for the 1 p.m. game and play another double header at 1 and at 4. And you could do that 10 days in a row and be like, hey, I'm ready to do this again tomorrow. The muscle recovery is just ridiculous. It's you can't even explain it. You don't get tired. It's a, it, look at these guys that work out. They're like, you know, Mike, when you work out right now, you, you know, you're going to be sore as heck. We don't get sore. You can just keep going and going and going. The muscle recovery is ridiculous, and I think that's where you know guys like Barry and McGuire and Sosa really had a crazy advantage. They didn't need an off day. You know, they're at full strength every time. You know, a lot of these guys are banged up and hurt. The other advantage is when you have an injury, you can heal faster. So even if you got like a knick-knack injury, you can heal faster. So, I mean, that's a whole separate discussion, though. And we, you and I both know that and respect that these are very complex issues because we're big-time sports fans, right? We've been watching this stuff all our lives. But I, I do believe that Aaron Judge is, is natural. Uh, he's a freak of nature. I'm happy he got it. I hope he can get maybe two or three more. I think it'd be kind of cool if he lands on like 65 or something like that. Just shatter this record, move on from Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. It'll be a bridge to the future. 
So those are my kind of like five minutes of thoughts on it, Pop. I'll, I'll let you talk for a while. Right. Right, knows, and it, with my health thing, you know, I can't be talking for just a while. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I myself down a little bit. But um, you know what I was going to say? Yeah. The, what I don't like about today's baseball with the money is, is like this. They're paying guys as if they, they're going to hit those seven home runs, the 700 home runs. Come on, Bryce Harper. I don't even think Bryce Harper gets to 500, to be honest with you. Because Bryce Harper has probably got another five years left in his career as a great baseball player because he's so banged up, so hurt. He's hurt every year. Another one, Manny Machado. <laughs> we know, man, Manny, Manny Machado is, is, is I don't know, he was, what, 450 probably? You know what I mean? Uh, the funny thing about the two guys you brought up are those were like the mega free agents from what five years ago's class, free agent class, right? And People are drooling paid, over those guys. They got paid a lot of money, Mike, and they got paid like they were going to break records later on in their career. The guy who could have got the seven hundred if they if he didn't if he didn't leave Miami, John Carlos Stanton. I always said that if Stanton doesn't leave Miami or if he goes to another National League team. That's not a big market team, say like the Cardinals, possibly, or even the Giants. You know, well, the Giants are big market when they're really good, but you know what I mean. Like teams that are not, they they got to be really good for everybody to care. You feel what I'm saying? And I think Stanton had to going to New York and then also getting his jaw broken as well too. That hurts um, for sure. That, uh, Throw him off because he was on a torque pace. I think he hit fifty two years in a row. He had a C. I think he had a sixty uh, bomb season one year as well too. And I'm just like, man. And he was stacked, racking up the home runs for a good five six years. And then they sent him to New York, and it's been the never ending struggle of staying on the field. But I think Stanton made up for it in this year's All Star game. Because I love all-star games because they show you who really are the best players in the league. And when he, Stan and Buxton hit those home runs back-to-back, you knew those two. You, you, like, these two guys, when they're healthy and they're on, these guys are some of the best baseball players, period, in baseball. They should be MVP candidates every single season. But they just can't stay healthy. So if I was going to give to somebody – Coming into this new, new, new genre of things and new, 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 new world of baseball, um, like you said, Mike, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. There's somebody that that guy's not here yet. You know what I mean? Is he just not here yet? And that's the biggest problem. Now, I think that this will be a highlight to the Yankee season, but the Yankees don't care. Because at the end of the day, when Roof hit the 60, they won the World Series. I think when Maris hit the 61, they won the World Series. They're only thinking about the World Series in New York right now. You know what I mean? That's great that they got the record and all that good stuff. They stopped everything they were doing to make sure that they showed the homer and blase, blase. But I think at the end of the day, the Yankees' biggest, biggest, biggest thing is to get back to the playoffs and get to the to the ring, and as you can already see, they are ch- they are chirping. They are literally chirping, and they're literally getting very excited about this moment. Dodgers Yankees, think about it. I heard some change jangling in the background. So does that mean that we're going to commercial soon? 
<laughs> you know what that was? That was what? my dog shaking himself off, uh, and he's got his little collar on. He did it so fiercely that it sounded like some change is being spread around, but he's just sitting next I, to me. I, I thought the producer in the back, because I see messages coming in right now, I thought that was the producer in the back, like, okay, here's this time I'm going to throw the signal to uh, Pop so he can shut up for a second. No, I think what he's actually saying is that I'm drowning you out because I'm uh, – my mic is on so loud compared to yours. Uh, so maybe we could we could work on that during the commercial break here. Uh, but look, man, it is all about Yankees-Dodgers. That's what MLB wants. That's what probably if you're outside of – if you've got a team you're rooting for in the playoffs and if you're not a Dodger hater – or a Yankee hater. So like if you're not from Boston or San Francisco, most likely you secretly kind of want to see the Yankees and the Dodgers. Now I actually think it's going to be the Astros and the Dodgers. I just don't see the Yankees having the pitching pop to get there. And when I right. look at the Astros with, you know, Verlander and Christian Javier and on and on and on, and their bullpen, I mean, they're ridiculous. And you know what, man? Dusty Baker's one of my favorite managers. I like Dusty a lot from back in his Giants days. So that was a long time ago. I'd like to see him get that World Series, man. I root from Dusty. You know, he's a Northern Cali guy. He's been he's a game he's a lifer. Been around the game for life. The guy's taken five different teams to win divisions. Absolute Hall of Famer. Good dude. Funny guy. Man, you got to have the guy with the toothpick win the World Series one of these years, man, before he retires. So, But all kidding aside, I do think the Astros are a more complete team. I personally think they're the most complete team in baseball, with all due respect, even to the Dodgers. Um, but that's by no stretch of the imagination does that mean that they're a lock to win it. We know how baseball goes. You know what I mean? Like even the freaking you know, Brewers could go on a run or, you know, I mean, you never know in baseball. It's all about just getting that quality October pitching, you know, but let's take a quick commercial timeout. Pop will continue the discussion. It's really a fascinating one. It's there's so many tears to it, but like you said, the Yankees, when they've gotten the records, it's been their years. I think uh, this could fall into place as well. We'll talk more about it on the other side of this commercial break. Please stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency. 
Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back on the Mike Abadir Show, this is, of course, Mike Abadir, and I am being joined by Pop Tibiasi. And we've just been talking a little bit about the significance of 700, the significance of 61. If you're a sports fan, you know exactly what those numbers are. I don't even need to give you any additional context beyond 700 and 61. There's 125 years of history behind those numbers that I just recited, 761. Can anybody out there name a basketball number? Any stat from basketball? Can you name one where everybody's going to know what it is? Probably not. How about football? Is there a number that anybody can name for the longest time? And probably it's because I'm biased as a, as a Dolphins fan, as a Dan Marino fan. But for the longest time, 48 was a uh, a number. And it, because it stood for a long time. And it was the record for touchdown passes. And it was eclipsed by so many. I mean, it, the, he, Dan Marino beat the record by so many that it was, it, it was like somebody, you know, beating 61 and getting to like 80. I mean, that was kind of like the 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 ratio of how badly it was it was crushed and right. it stood for a long time but then it was it's it was and then Marino's record uh was beat like what five times in the last like 10 years or something like that I don't even know what the number is now but pop is there is there even a, a number in basketball that anybody knows or in the NFL like when I say 700 when I say 61 everybody knows what I'm talking about if, is there a basketball num- number that everybody knows? Is there a football number that everybody knows? I don't think so. I might I be think, wrong, but I can't think of one. 81 and 100. <laughs> and basketball. Wilt, okay. And, and football, you just said it, the 48. I think that Marino's is the standard because of that. And here goes another number that probably will never, ever get matched. 13 interceptions in a season night train lane. But, but there's been, probably not a lot of people that know that. I don't think it'll be matched. Well, we're, right now we're not talking about numbers that can be matched. It's just numbers when you throw them out, 
everybody know every sports fan knows what you're talking about. NFL will say this for the NFL club. I would say this. It used to be the ten thousand. It used to be the ten thousand yard mark for the running back. Okay, for the running back. Yep. Right, and then the thousand receptions. A thousand reception was was kind of a big deal. And quarterback records have been skewed since the rule change, so that they, we're not going to put them in the book. Yeah, but even, but by the way, even the the thousand and even five thousand in the NFL. Well, if you're talking about milestones. You know, like a thousand yard receiver, that type of stuff, and that signifies a good season. Well, there are kind of a lot of those in baseball, right? Because, you know, a thousand yard receiver is a pro, was a, you know, used to be like a thousand. They used to make, remember in football cards, you're part of the thousand yard club if you're a running back or a receiver. That was kind of like a milestone, it was a big deal. But to me, that's like being a 300 hitter in baseball, that's like 200 hits in baseball. That's like, uh, what would be, a 20-game winner in baseball. And then there's the career ones, right? Like a 3,000-hit club, uh, 300 wins, 4,000 strikeouts. It still, baseball dominates even when you're talking about those kind of milestone type of things for, uh, for like, either for the season or for, for the lifetime. But I, I think you kind of hit it. it. You know, it just, the rule changes have led to, the the record books not having the same significance and then there's another thing too which is in, in football we've gone in our lifetimes pop in you and i's lifetimes i'm not talking about babe ruth times just just in in our 40 plus years uh 14 game season to a 16 game season to a 17 game season so that that always gonna skew the the numbers a little bit when you're talking about records and season stats and all that kind of stuff too, you know, because it's impossible then for like uh, Kenny Stabler to compete with with Aaron Rodgers statistically played less three less games a year, so not only on the seasonal stuff but also on the career marks, the playoffs were as expanded, you know. It's like in baseball, back in the day in baseball, you only needed to win um, one series to, to get to the World Series. I mean, how crazy is that? You know, you win the AL East, you win the ALCS, you're in the World Series. Boom, done. And that's why, I like, baseball is fantastic for all of the regular season records and the career records and all that kind of stuff. But the postseason records are really skewed, right? Because the postseason records are all people that play in the modern era. Because they're in wild card games and divisional round, and then you know there's so many, like m- most people in one playoffs get the same amount of career at bats as you know Duke Snyder has in his whole lifetime. You know, Bellinger will get as many at bats this playoffs as as like Duke Snyder had in his whole lifetime in the playoffs. You know, and that's what happens when you start tweaking things. But I think baseball made a judgment call: our postseason records aren't as hallowed as our life as our seasonal records and our career records. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that I would think that baseball already, we already have baseball is, is always been kind of a simulative sport. So you know that there's certain numbers you got to hit to get your money. You know what I mean? So I know that's why numbers, 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 numbers. That's what baseball is all about is the numbers. You know, a lot of guys get a lot of love in the NFL and uh, NBA because they had a moment. You know what I mean? 
baseball, a lot of people who have moments, that's all good and well, but you better put 19 more behind those. You feel what I'm saying? Like, unless it was for the World Series, you know, things like that. You know, 100% but, agree. And but, keep something else in mind when you're talking about baseball, the postseason. Baseball might be the best sport for the postseason. It's like the game was made for postseason because there's no time limit. Yes. Like you can't run out of time for a comeback. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of cool. It's the only sport that's like that. And that really lends itself to good postseason excitement. I'm looking at the Dodgers run differential right now. It is insane, Mike. It is uh-huh. absolutely insane. 110 runs better than the uh, 110 runs better than the team, the next team up. Not even 110, 90 runs better than the Yanks, who are 235, and then the number one team in the AO, Houston, 212. Wow. And Cleveland is coming in here with a plus 58 differential, meaning that they played a lot of one run games in this season. Um, I'm just – I know I'm kind of switching gears a little bit, but I'm looking at this playoff race in the National League, the wild card, and the the East. And this wild card is nuts right now because Milwaukee and Philadelphia are deadlocked right now. Philly's dropped their last seven out of ten, Mike. I think that Philly's going to wind up missing the playoffs. Who, who would you rather see – like who makes a better – postseason opponent who would baseball prefer baseball I guess would probably prefer to see Philadelphia because of the market but as a baseball fan what's 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 the cooler team to have in there is it Philly because of Bryce and all those guys or is it Milwaukee because of their ridiculous pitching series just because the Central is just a gutty division you know what I mean and they and you know Milwaukee was in position to win. It was in position like they were right there neck and neck with the uh, Cardinals, but they kind of just ran into a, a little bit of a bad stretch because they had to play a lot of good teams all at the same time, and the Cardinals got to play a lot of bad teams all at the same time. So it happens, you know what I mean. But I think Milwaukee can say it's can can give them a great series. I think that Philadelphia St. Louis winds up being a sweep by St. Louis. To be honest with you. Because Philly's like literally like dragging into the playoffs right now, and you don't want no team dragging into the playoffs. You know what I mean, the Nats won because the Nats literally were the best team in baseball the last six weeks of the season, and nobody wanted to say anything until they won the World Series. You know what I mean? And you got San Diego, who's not going to miss the playoffs. You know what I mean? But you know that San Diego is going to run into a situation where they got to play Atlanta or the Mets. I would think that they would want the Mets over Atlanta because Atlanta's coming in here hot. And I know one thing, the Dodgers want to avoid Atlanta by any means necessary as well, too. You know what I mean? So to be honest with you, um, and it looks like Atlanta. So you really want the Dodgers really want the Mets to be the wild card. And I know a lot of people say, well, I think the Mets could beat the Dodgers. I don't think they can. But I think Atlanta poses a, a serious threat. And I'll be dead honest with you. Uh, St. Louis scares me shitless because, I mean, scares me big time because 
I know that they're St. Louis. You know what I mean? And St. Louis is a different type of animal in the playoffs. They're probably the most consistent team in all of baseball the last 25 years on going to the postseason and being a machine about it. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't win a, a bunch of World Series in that time, but they went to a bunch of them. You know what I mean? They've went to more than the Yankees and the Red Sox. I can say that, right? Uh, because Pools, what, snatched three of them and lost three of them, or four of them. I can't remember anymore, but they it was almost like they are going every other year. So I think that this playoff poses a very, very fun playoff, but the fun is going to be in the AL, Mike, in my opinion. I think that you got Seattle back in the mix for the first time in forever. This is the first time Seattle's been in the playoffs in 20 years. That's crazy. And then you have Tampa Bay coming back around, and they're trying not to get caught because if they get caught, then they got to line it up with Cleveland, who's already whooping up on them now, you know. And um, I think Toronto is – the dark horse here, but that to me actually poses a problem to your uh Astros, Mike. To be honest with you, because I think if ta- Toronto lines it up with Houston, they can give them some issues with that hitting that they have. Let, let me jump in for a quick second, Pop, because I want to say something about Toronto while you're on there on the team. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I, I was done. Oh, well, uh, you're on a roll, man. I, I'd rather see you keep going, but. I'm going to tell you why the Toronto Blue Jays have an interesting advantage. And for all the gamblers that are out there, you may want to explore this, what I'm going to tell you. To, to, get, to get into Toronto, you still have to be vaccinated. And if you remember during the course of the season, we would hear about it when certain teams had like more than four or five guys that aren't vaccinated because they would stay behind. They couldn't enter the country of Canada. So there were several teams during the course of the year and we got to hear about it a little bit. It wasn't a huge deal. But in the, in the playoffs, that could be huge. To be short, four or five guys in your roster, think of how many games in the playoffs you use up your entire bench. You use all your pitchers. You need every last person. Now, I know they'll be able to have like an emergency taxi squad type situation, but now you're not talking your best, you know, 27. Now you're talking about you're going four deep into, into you know, your next best four or five guys. I think that could be a huge advantage for Toronto in their home games. And if, 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 if I was to gamble on it, it would probably be worth looking at your opponent and seeing whoever has to go to Toronto, do they have a lot of unvaccinated players or not? So that's just a quick angle that I wanted to mention. And it's a big advantage for Toronto. I mean, can you imagine if the Dodgers had to leave behind like Scott Taylor and a couple of, uh, you know, Vesia and a couple of pitchers or something like that? I mean, it would be rough. Right. It wouldn't be good. It was kind of funny because they even traded for a guy from the Yankees, uh, from the, uh, from the Royals. I believe it was for the Royals, that wasn't vaccinated. And then they asked him, well, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm traded to the Blue Jays now. I guess I got to get vaccinated. He didn't want to, but he didn't really have a choice. Um, so it's kind of crazy that in 2022, 
you know, with the pandemic basically an afterthought that this is still a stupid issue, but it is, man, and and that's the reality of it. So I would I would keep an eye out on that when it comes to anything where you're making predictions for the future. Look to see who they're matching up against and look to see if that team has a, a large number, a large contingency of unvaccinated players. We're up against commercial pop. Let's come back. We'll wrap up some of our MLB discussion and we'll get to the NFL because I know everybody's waiting for a little bit of recap on week three and some predictions for week four. Stay with us, everyone. We will be right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites plus you get insider access with our newsletter membership gives you more Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Final segment here on the Mike Abadir Show. I am joined by my main man, Jamil Pop DiBiase. Talking some baseball playoffs, talking about home run records, talking about the Blue Jays and the requirement to be vaccinated to get into the country of Canada to go play in Toronto. And uh, we're going to shift our attention to, uh, well, is there more baseball talk that you want to get off of your chest, Pop? Is there anything else that you think is big coming into this last week of the season? Obviously, most of the playoff teams are solidified. You mentioned the one race that uh, we need to keep an eye out on, which is that, you know, the the last wild card spots between the Phillies and the Brewers. And of course the Padres um, are 
are in that discussion, but looks like their position is pretty solidified, but they're just not playing good baseball. Uh, well, they weren't playing good baseball until they ran into the Dodgers again. The, the, the Padres are just the Dodgers redheaded stepchild down to I-5, man. I mean, they it hasn't even been a contest this year, bro. Man, dude, at this point, it's Stanley and Craig and Friday, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you're just our neighbor neighbor that always gets mad about your line. That's it. You know, that's all I can feel. At the end of the day, I I kicked out what what baseball is and what baseball to watch. Mets, Braves finished the the season against each other. And the – the Phillies and Brewers both are in a situation where they could be facing off Monday if everything doesn't go right. You know, if they if they wind up both winning the same and losing the same amount of games. So if they were both to sweep this weekend, they're going to meet on Monday for that final spot. So that series is incredible in itself, but I don't think that it would – I don't think anybody's going to care at the end of the day, <laughs> for the final team to play. It's not like the first time they haven't seen the, the final spot get played in for. You know what I mean? Because we had a playing game. I'm so happy we got rid of the playing game too, Mike. It's just, it was so fun. It was so worthless. Because the playing game always went to the favorite, to the home team. Like, literally, the Nats were the only ones that that, that were able to, to not fall into that. You know what I mean? And I think after the Nats did that, the MLB had to be like, dude, we can't be doing this to teams, man. We're they worked hard, and this team did some – they were five games back, but we still let them in the playoffs because that's the rule. You feel what I mean? Like, no. But, all in all, I'm good. Baseball, we, we can get into the uh, we can get into the pigs again. Um, I know it's Thursday, and I know pretty much we'll be talking about Sunday, Saturday and Sunday stuff. Um, I can share some – I can share uh, my – where I where, – where I think – where, where we could be good at Saturday in the Big Ten, if you want me to. Yeah, I know you got some college picks. Let's uh, let's hear what you got, bud. And uh, uh, before right. you get started on that, tell the listeners how they could follow you on social media and get your picks. All right. Well, you guys can follow me at PopDBIC on the Twitter, or you guys can follow me out on Instagram at DBICWave underscore. Now, if you do want to get down, get some picks, and get – be a part of primetime sports investors. We've been established since 2015. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest cat, one of the biggest sports cappers on Twitter the last six, seven years as well, too. So it's not like I just got here last week, like some some other people I know. So pretty much um, you guys will be in good hands with me. And if Mike trusts me, you can trust me because Mike doesn't really need me. But, you know, I've helped Mike make, make some money as well, too. But Mike has helped me as well, too, in the horse racing uh, facets as well, too. So we have that that works out for us as well, too. But, um, yeah, you guys can catch me there. and Or you guys can email me at primewavemedia at yahoo.com. My site is down for the moment, but it will be back up, and I'll be confirming that on the show, on one of these upcoming shows very soon. It, it should be back at the start of 2023. I'm just putting a lot of things together, a lot of different ideas going on with that. But you guys can hit me directly right there, or you guys just message, just tweet, tweet to me, and I'll, I'll respond. Sounds good. Let's get after it, man. Let's go to the Big Ten. All right, Big Ten. This is what I'm looking at. 
Iowa, Michigan, plus 10 and a half. Give me Iowa. I'm saying Iowa's doing this because Iowa, we're playing in Iowa. We're playing, we're playing at Iowa. So, you know, Michigan, I think, is going to come in here very overrated. Michigan's played a lot of really easy – has played uh, literally an easy schedule coming into this year. I think that they probably had one tough game, which really wasn't that tough. And then, um, you know, Iowa, they're, they're looking pretty good this year. I know they they, they got the – they lost to Iowa State, but that was due because, you know what, they, they always trade off wins and losses. A lot of people have to understand that about Iowa State and Iowa. They It's like every – it doesn't matter. There is no consistent winner in that. Uh, so – Pretty much, I think I was going to be good in this game because this is the probably the biggest game in the uh, Big Ten this week. And then uh, Purdue, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is a high, big favorite in this game, but I still think that this winds up being an over because Purdue does know how to put points together and put points on the board. And Minnesota's probably having one of their best offensive seasons uh, uh, up under um, their coach, um, Fleck this season, so we'll see how one goes. And then we got Wisconsin in a spot where they're saying Wisconsin should win, but only by a t- but by a touchdown or better. You get a little scared here, but I think Wisconsin's fine because they're at home. And they should be able to just roll. That's what I'm looking at. And then you got Michigan State. Michigan State is could get a possible upset this weekend. I love them with the plus eight and a half going into their game. Um, and, but Michigan State is the Michigan State of the past. That you could be like, okay, I'm gonna jump on Michigan State with the third with the big money line today because they always used to be a big winner for you, but they've been they struggled this year. They got absolutely crushed over and uh, crushed against the um, against uh, Oregon. So we'll see how it goes. But Michigan State, Maryland, I, I know they're showing they're showing Maryland a lot of love. I don't know if Maryland's ready for that type of love yet, but. We'll see. I like Michigan State down one, and then I like Northwestern with the plus twenty-five and a half. I think that uh, Penn State just is gonna just Penn State's gonna do enough to win. They'll they'll beat them by double digits, but it won't be by more than twenty-one points. And then we end up with Indiana and Nebraska. I'm gonna take the under sixty and a half in that spot, Mike. I think both these teams are are kind of just an under the radar who really cares game, and we'll see who wins. But at the end of the day. It don't really matter what's going on with this one, except for running that under. That's it. I like it, man. This all sound like uh, like like winners, man. I like it. Good work there. Let's get to the NFL, man. What's going on with uh, with our Raiders, man? Okay, um, we both are we both taking the floor on this one because. If if you tell me this right now, I would say that Josh McDaniels probably got about two more games left to to, to show Mark Davis something. Mark Davis is not sitting through a two and fourteen, two and fifteen season with this guy. I'm not, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And I think that Josh McDaniels has been very, very has been a very, very bad coach all season long. Uh, when it comes to, to decision-making in certain situations, it's been awful. Play calling, awful. And I think that Derek Carr's spirit is, like, literally kind of broke at this moment. You know what I mean? He does not look like the guy that the Raiders drafted. And he does not look like the guy who was looking like the NFL MVP before he broke his leg against the Colts. You know, because Carr looked like he was about to be far 2.0. You know what I mean? But better. And he broke his leg, and he's been timid ever since. 
He got paid twice. And I just really think that the Raiders got to start thinking about the future already. And I know they signed him to a long-term deal, but I just think that they got to start thinking about the future or it's just McDaniels wasn't the right coach for him. And I think that now with Rich Passaccia not there anymore, it tells, shows you that the Raiders had it working with the staff they already had. And they became a much better team when Gruden left that room. They had the same mentality. Gruden, Gruden established the mentality. But Versace was able to be what a head coach is supposed to be. You're cool, you're calm, you're quiet, and you let the team be the star. Gruden was too busy trying to be the star of the team. And now we've ran into the same situation with Josh McDaniels because he was the man. He was Brady's guy. He's Tom. He's Bill's guy. And right now, if Al Davis was here, his ass would, he would have been done after the uh, Tennessee game. I promise you we'd have been done after the Tennessee game. Come on, they fired Lane Kiffin at the airport, Mike. Not even at the airport, in the locker room, did they? I completely agree with you. I hated the, the the coaching selection in the first place. I was vocal about it on this show. Any of your listeners know I am not a Josh McDaniel fan whatsoever. I just can't believe, Pop, they got their division rival, the Broncos, this weekend. Anything can happen. They could be out of the playoff running by Sunday at 5 o'clock Pacific time. To me, that's just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. They could be 0-4 and out of it. Because you can't come back from 0-4 in the NFL. It's just not possible. Just not possible. I mean, that's just crazy to me that they could be out of it by this Sunday. I mean, even if they win, I mean, they're still 1-3, and have a huge uphill battle. They're in a tough division, man. Yeah, it's 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 just really crazy. I kind of feel that you're pinning a lot on Carr. I think it's kind of like a piss poor effort by the whole team, though, Pop. My, you right. You know, I'm uh, you know I'm on Carr, but you know who's really uh, irritating Waller. Waller. Yeah, dropping everything, and it seems like the only thing you're worried about is that girl. The basketball player Plump. Yeah, he's he's got a, he's been a no show, absolutely. Right, because uh, you're always attentive in all time, and you don't miss anything with her. But now you got paid. All of a sudden, you think you're one of Mark's guys. So now you're not playing good football. This always happens. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Owner to hang out with. I I don't give I don't care what anybody says. Same thing happened to our boy Marcel. You know, great, great, great fullback tight end player. He was Marcel Reese, one of the biggest weapons on the Raiders. You keep hanging out with Mark Davis, he pays you, then all of a sudden you're not playing good football anymore. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Okay, well, we got to move on from the Raiders because we have less than two minutes. So we got to quickly rattle off our picks and then say our goodbyes. I will start, Pop. I'm going to take, I'm going to go with the Saints one more time, one final time. They're getting three points. Neutral site in London, early, early game on Sunday morning. Saints plus three. I'm also going to take the Carolina Panthers giving a point and a half 
at home to the Arizona Cardinals. I love me some Cardinals, but I think this is a tough spot for them going back east. I think the Panthers take care of business. I also like the Buccaneers at home. You're not going to see Brady lose two in a row. Just ain't going to happen. Yeah, it would be Mahomes losing two in a row also. But it's kind of a tough road trip for them. And not knowing are they going to be playing in Tampa or they have to fly out to Minnesota because of the hurricane. I'll take Tampa. Getting a half point, basically a pick at home against the Chiefs. And then I'll take the 49ers on Monday night. Minus one against the LA Rams because they own the Rams. We got less than a minute, Pop. Who do you like? It won't be hard for me. It's going to be real quick. My dog bet of the week is going to be a good, uh, doozy, good one. I'm going to surprise y'all. Seahawks. Um, yeah, it's, it's like that. And then um, I also like the Chargers on a nice bounce back this week as your best bet on Sunday. Even without Herbert, I think that they can still win that game fairly easily. And then I think a walk in the park for all of us is going to be the Packers game. Yeah, I was looking at that one too. Yep, that's simple. That's how I'm feeling in those things. That's my three for you right there. Yeah, if I were to take a fifth game. In fact, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to add a fifth game to my record. I'm taking the Packers minus nine and a half to whoop up on the Patriots who are using Hoyer as quarterback. Well, Pop, as always, it goes by super fast, zips along when we're talking sports. Love having you on, brother. I appreciate it. Good luck to you this weekend. Good luck on all your Big Ten plays, college football plays, your NFL plays, and a final weekend of MLB, my friend. That is all the time we have, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Without you, there is no show. We will see you same time, same place, next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you